Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of The Instance is brought to you by Simple Contacts, an easy and convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription or reorder your contacts from anywhere within minutes. Get $20 off your first Simple Contacts order by visiting simplecontacts.com slash wow20 and enter the promo code wow20. <laughs> The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the instance. This is the instance episode 543. It is December 21st, 2018. I'm Scott Johnson. That be Garrett Weinzerl. Arr, I be Scott. Why Yarr. are we doing this? I don't know. Pirate voices are fun. Yeah, we're <laughs> uh, a long way from talk like a pirate. I don't even <laughs> like talk like a pirate. I don't even like that day. I hate it kind of because it's just uh, same reason I hate May the Fourth be with you. I hate all that stuff. But when it comes to just talking like a pirate, I'm kind of in. I'm like all in. You know. <laughs> I think it's because, uh, you know, May the 4th annoys me, too, because every day is Star Wars Day for me. And uh, same thing with talking like a pirate. Every day is a chance to talk like a pirate. You don't need a day for it. That reminds me. So uh, there were uh, many rumors of its demise during the year of 2018, yet still it's with us. Uh, do you have any have you even checked in on that uh, that uh, old Republic MMO in a while? Like, where's uh, that thing at? No. No? But okay. <laughs> here's the thing. I really want to. Yeah. I just don't have any damn time. Mm. I'd be curious where it's at. Like, what's it? what does it feel like? How How is it uh, How's it rolling for people? I know there's a bunch of folks in our community that still play, and I'm, I'm curious about that. Garrett and I have some history uh, back in the day where... That's how I met you and Dills. Yeah, that was our whole that was our whole introductory uh, business there. Except you had me on Starcast once. Was, uh, you were on Starcast yeah. once, but that led to me getting invited on your uh, short-lived tour show. Yeah, and that's how I met Dills. And had that not happened, I don't think the Angry Chicken would have happened. Probably no Angry Chicken without it. And and where not, would we be without not in the form it is? Yeah, it's where would we be without the Angry Chicken? We'd have uh, other lesser, crappier podcasts to listen to. About <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure all you guys are doing great work. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. I don't listen to them. But that was, that was very judgmental. Scott. Yeah, it was. I feel bad about it now. <laughs> it's not. A, it's a bad season for this too. It's Christmas. It's supposed to be giving, and uh, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, so thank you, Bioware, for and EA for making an MMO that didn't kill WoW, but is still hanging on. And thank you, uh, Blizzard, for making a card game so that a show called the Angry Chicken could be born. Yeah. There you go. Like the the ch- the chicken had to be born somehow, and this was just going to be its form. Uh, but anyway, we're uh, we're glad to be here. We got stuff to talk about. The Europeans are either busy with uh, charity drives and or uh, sick children, and so it's all on the Americans now to pull it out. Just like every war, it's, it's almost like you know who who would think around the holidays you would want to give back to to sick kids either by taking care of them or fundraising. Yeah, but I'd also like to point out the similarities to uh, the European theater of the world of, of the Second World War. Real quick here. Uh, 
the Europeans uh, had a lot going very on. See how this gets tied Specifically, in. those in Britain were very busy during the war because they were, uh, you know, fighting that war and also being bombed, and there was a lot going on uh, from the German aggression. So, so the British were already very engaged, and it was hard to get their attention. AKA Terpster is very busy right now. Got a lot going on. Not saying he's bombing, but you know what I mean. And then, and then <laughs> you got the French, okay who are getting round up in this anyway, but they're just too tired. And, I, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to spend some time on the couch. And I don't know how I'm feeling. And my family's sick. And can you Americans take care of this? I, I mean, think about I, it. Think about it. Well, that's the that's the template. Seems like a gross oversimplification <laughs> of, uh, of uh, a major part of uh, the world, the world's history, Scott. You're right. And uh, I, I really only I only did it. Because so, I know Patrick listens to the show later, and I just wanted He's to probably poke. screaming at his speakers right now. I want to just poke a little fun at our good French buddy and wish him the merriest of Christmases, one oh, and all. Man, yeah. Well, thank you for that, Scott. I think you should. Uh, you it, you know, if the podcasting thing doesn't work out, I think you have a bright future ahead of you as a history teacher. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like there's a, a real chance for me to to spread my wings and help the youth of today understand the world of yesterday much better than they did the day hey, before. as long as if you're spreading your wings and flying make sure it's sung to the tune of uh that 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 band i'm forgetting the name of oh uh it's uh Ray. oh okay Peter not Ray. not yeah, the make sure you spread your wings and fly oh that's better than than uh yeah. I, I believe i can fly i thought that's where you're gonna go no, R. no kelly. i was i was going um i was going sugar ray not uh god uh r, r. kelly r. right yeah. r kelly uh yeah. a la space jam mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he peed on people and videotaped it or something. I'm not in, not in Space Jam. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. <laughs> he kept, <laughs> his contract was specifically, uh, <laughs> it was specifically stated, R. Kelly, please don't pee on anyone involved in the production of Space Jam. Thank you very much. Especially uh, Daffy Duck. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. All oh, that would be nothing but trouble. Like this. All right, welcome to uh, what is decidedly and often... A very slow time of year for World of Warcraft news and other associated stuff. However, there is kind of a, a larger umbrella conversation happening uh, across the entirety of Blizzard that is um, both uh, frustrating, depressing, and uh, interesting, maybe all at the same time. I don't know how much we'll get into that today. Probably a little bit. Um, I feel like it's still it's still it's still permeating it's still uh clearing out uh like like blight outside of Lordaeron. <laughs> that's a good way to, yeah yeah sometimes that stuff lingers there's a few skeletons here and there some of the um the remnants of the of the horribleness that was that uh the, the fart in the room but i think it's worth discussing some of that stuff both you and i of course um inundated i think in the last few weeks with uh with stuff especially in light with or in light of the changes they made in the um the heroes space with uh, canceling HCC which we'll get to a little bit later in detail uh, not too much detail but we'll talk about it and um it's larger uh the, the the larger view of blizzard like is blizzard in a weird place right now are they uh, as some would suggest under the the thumb of of Activision in a way that they haven't been before is there a real or even just perceived cash crunch that's making things weird there are they um you know kind of at an in-between stage on a lot of things and are they behaving like traditional blizzard are they are they acting like themselves or are they sort of seemingly um a little 
more tone deaf than they even were with their announcement of Diablo Immortal. There's a lot of questions to be answered. I'm not sure you and I have all the answers, but I bet we have some opinions on some of that stuff. So we'll get to it. We'll but get first, to 8. it. 1. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about 8.1 first. Um, I mean, I can tell you from just sort of a general impressions point of view. I don't feel like the game changed a whole lot for me uh, in 8.1. I feel like it's uh, it's all fine. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain that. And I don't mean this in like some kind of overtly negative way. I just, I'm just kind of neutral on it. It didn't really do much for me in terms of um, igniting any kind of extra passion in the game or, or fixing things that I thought it maybe would fix. It feels like it just sort of addressed average stuff and of course we were we, you know we can't headlong into the raid content till it's out so it's not really even part of the patch um i, I i'm curious where you're at because i don't have i just don't have a lot of feelings about it i just kind of uh yeah I, I think it was i think subtle is the mm. the first word that comes to mind for me when when i think about 8.1 it's a, it's a pretty subtle patch yeah um i like what it has added to the single player aspect of wow in terms of the new quests that have been added whether you're alliance or horde mm-hmm. um you know the story is starting to pick back up we actually have sylvana stepping foot onto <laughs> freaking uh zandalar for right. the first time this entire expansion right she exists um, it turns out she didn't just yeah disappear. yeah so, so the story is finally moving forward um and i'm digging it i really liked the introduction to dark shore i thought that quest line was really well done mm um and uh invasions are cool i like them oh uh, yeah i was gonna ask you about those uh i have not actually done one yet and i was curious if that uh translated well and went good and feels like it did and does it feel like it did in legion like the same kind of sort of thing yeah to a certain degree except um uh now with war mode sometimes pvp breaks out and when that happens it's really cool oh that's a factor i hadn't considered i hadn't even thought of that yeah because it's I, i believe if I'm not mistaken, only one is up at a given time, and it and it funnels both factions to the area. So right, you have war mode on. Yeah, you're you, it's, it's game on now. If you're playing like war mode off, which is lame, you should play with war mode on. By the way, this is my I can't I don't have a lot of strong opinions about a lot of things, but I have a very strong opinion about war mode. Turn it on. It should be on. Your life should be in danger. That's what I like about the game right now. Yeah, uh, well, we're also horde. So. <laughs> yeah, a little, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit part of the part of the storyline and kind of the state of things, but anyway, he. Uh, 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 hold on, Siv, the yeah. living YouTube comment uh, yeah. in chat room is uh, very mad that I said invasions instead of incursions. Jesus Christ, how could I get? Oh, that wrong? right, no, we. Kn- I know what you meant. It, did, it slipped right past me as well. They were invasions in the last game, right? Or in the last game, last expansion, weren't they? Siv the Great, <laughs> human <laughs> YouTube <laughs> comment. <laughs> Living YouTube comment of Siv. Ah, or living who, YouTube comment. I love that name. Yeah, That's awesome. Only exists to microcorrect me on the instance. <laughs> ah, Siv's the best. Uh, although I will remind Siv or remind the audience there was a time we were playing Heroes of the Storm with Siv and he was he became the uh the Dragon Knight. Okay. Now, as you know, while you're the Dragon Knight, you're meant to do some destruction, kick a dude here and there, send some fire out, beat up a fort. That's your job. Uh, Siv got inside of it, walked down to the first fort, hit his R key, and hopped out of the dragon. And that was it for that run. No more dragon. So, <laughs> never forget, uh, Siv. Never forget. 
Sif has left another YouTube comment of that was four years ago. <laughs> it was actually it was a while ago, but, I, but we never forgot it. Never, never forget. Uh, anyways, never forget. So, uh, so and, uh, <laughs> the the pre- premature uh, eject from the Dragon Knight. Are you calling that a premature ejaculation? Is that what you're calling it? Uh, yes, that's exactly what. All I'm, right, what I'm calling. It. Write uh, it down. It is truly We're on the same page. See, this, this is this is why we podcast together. <laughs> Truly a Christmas miracle. All right. So, uh, so what do you? Uh, what's your take on? So those are good incursions. We like incursions. Um, I've heard similar. I hadn't really considered war mode. That seems like the way to do it uh, because you're just you're creating a much more dynamic gameplay experience. Or, or I suppose if you're on the less dominant side, you're just getting griefed, and perhaps that's why you're not. Right, it doesn't it happen every time. Uh, the very the, the very first one I did didn't see a single damn alliance player, but mm. um, when it does happen, it's it's a real treat. Are there um, tagging like, problems and issues? Like, since I haven't done one, I don't know this, but are, when you're tagging mobs and stuff, do you lose, uh, you know, lose out on mob experience or whatever because you're? I haven't really noticed. Mm. Um, not any more than I feel like when you're out doing world quests and other folks from other factions show up. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking of, because out there... It stuck out to me, I guess, is my answer. Yeah, that when I'm in Kul and have war mode on, it, I don't even hardly ever get attacked. People are just sort of there to get their job done, and if I don't bug them, they don't bug me kind of a relationship, a lot of times anyway. And so uh, what ends up being is it ends up being a problem because they're just tagging everything out there, and I can't get I can't get the, the credit or the XP if I'm not quick enough. So... Um, I wondered how they were going to handle that. So that's it. That's interesting. But anyway, I'm glad to hear those are good. And uh, I assume there are people among us who are using them to level their alts and, you know, get more characters in the bin. Um, I don't yeah. know. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm done with alts. I'm done. I'm done. I've alted myself into oblivion, this this expansion. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm, I'm halfway through on my warlock. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah, your that's do- your alliance warlock, right? Yeah, my Alliance Warlock, really, really enjoying it. Uh, also, yeah. like this, probably the thing I'm most excited about for eight point one is they they added a new uh, animation for Unstable Corruption. Yeah. Uh, on on the on the the human warlocks, and it's so cool. It's such a good animation. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought there were. I heard about their. They made changes to the paladins. But I didn't know the warlocks got some love. Didn't the warlocks already? This is their expansion to to, to have everything fixed and look nice. Right? That wasn't a, I mean, they got a lot of updates in Legion. I guess so. You know. It just feels like this was the expansion where they got like a million new spell effects. And <laughs> All I know is I was leveling the day before 8.1 and it was old, poopy, crappy male human casting animation on Stable Affliction. And then uh, and then uh, I log in the day after. And I'm like, oh my God, I look like a badass. Yeah. No, this is pretty cool. Male poopy. Male poopy animation, I think, is what you call it. I like that. That might be today's uh, show title. We'll have to see. Uh, chat room just asks, does Scott still play that mage he boosted from 108 to 110? Oh, um, in the middle of your, like, fever, uh, like, daydream? Like, yeah, this, this was really back in... when that happened. Whenever that was, back in July, was it? Was that... Couldn't have been July. Was it July? Could have been... Was it that far back? When did I have no. a horrible I fever? Like it was over the summer. I think it was... Well, whatever it was. Anyway, I had I can't even remember because the fever was so bad it's erased the entire memory of the whole thing. But for those who didn't hear about it on the show, in the middle of 103 fever, I got dumb and boosted a 108-level mage to a 110 in preparation for the new expansion. And I don't know why I did that. 
It's still stupid to me. But whatever. I took him out to Zandalar, did the whole uh, story bit, went to Stormwind, did the thing. He's the first one I used, in fact, or did this with. In fact, I did it twice because it crashed <clears throat> the day that the expansion landed. Um, the server crashed or disconnected me, and I had to go do it all over again. So I actually did that entire sequence twice, and it wouldn't let me skip it the second time, even though I'd done all of it except for the final bit. And uh, got him all the way to Zandalar, sat his butt down, and then went and worked on my Demon Hunter, and then I just never looked back. So he's still sitting there. This fat freaking panda sitting on his ass right on that little lip out there in front of the temple where no one's there yet, right? They haven't even come down with the griffins and landed and said, okay, we should get this temple going again. Like, none of that's happened. He's just sitting there. Uh, you know, I'm just going to say it's good role play. I like to think that your panda got there and he's just like, you know what? This is crazy. I am going to be a conscientious objector. Yeah. I refuse. Yeah. I will not be part of this. He's the, it's the worst Lore Walker Cho story anyone will ever tell in the future for pandas. It's bad. So <laughs> the, mage, the mage Roy showed up to Zandalar <laughs> and just stopped. Just sat there and did nothing for months on end. Almost six Meditated months. Meditated for months on the dock. Yeah, it's gross. So I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with him eventually. Probably... I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. You know, and then I went crazy with alts in a way that was just stupid. And then I got to a point where I got burned out on doing alts, and now I don't even want to touch him. So what a waste of a boost. What a big, fat, freaking hairy waste. I did. The, I boosted a warrior. It, that was a waste of money. Not doing anything with that. Um, oh, good. See, I'm not all, I'm not yeah. all dumb then. No, we, all, we. I think we've all been there. Yeah. The chances are if you're listening to this show, you've probably done something like this in Mortal Warcraft. Did you feel, <laughs> did you feel like... Uh, I mean, you'll pick him up sometime, right? Don't you feel like? Well, like at some point you'll go, oh, eventually. But yeah. right now, I'm 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 digging on the warlock, and I I think I might go back to my paladin for my second cord tune. Oh my lord! So, All right, yeah, paladin. Really? But you'll still be tanking, or what's your plan there? I guess you can heal and tank now. Uh, I don't like healing on paladin. I've never I've never really picked it up. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably just that would probably be my go-to tank because I really like paladin tanking. And you like tanking generally. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing damage though in the uh the raid that um we we are now on break, but Oh, the Friday been, raid, yeah. You know yeah, the one I couldn't damage. go to the last three times because stuff came up. I've had the busiest, crappiest schedule. I hate it. I hate it. I need uh here's we'll clear the schedule for January twenty second. Yeah, because I wanna I wants to play the new content and you guys can carry me for that last uh, little bit I wasn't in and didn't get Well, I guess I technically cleared your schedule for the 25th cuz that's when we'll run it. You know what? That's that's my birthday, Scott. So for my birthday, I want you oh, hey. to be ready to raid. Yeah. That's what I want. Okay. That's a, that'll be my <laughs> my gift to Garrett. Garrett gift will be uh I'll I'll raid and get gear for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What yes. a what a glorious way to spend your time with your birthday celebrating friends anyway yeah no that i'm i i mean i i'm genuinely looking forward to the new raid i think uh, everything about it uh that we know that we've seen that we've heard uh from everything from ptr to previews to q a's is super strong and it sounds great and i think old ear was already pretty good <clears throat> and uh, typically first raid of an expansion is okay uh i think old ear was better than okay and so that gives I really me. enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Had some really good fights. Yeah. And I don't usually I, feel that way about the first sort of, I don't know what you call it. It's like, you know, they do these in threes and sometimes fours, but usually the first one's like a, um, 
offshooty and not really part of the main thing or it's just a small taste or whatever and it's just never the big show and that's fine and it's a nice lead up and it's where you get your gear to you know can can you continue progressing and play with your friends and everything but then the next one is like your big meaty like oh, okay now we're into it now's the the big story bits and you know all the really important beats in 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 the progress of the expansion this is when that happens and i'm sure that that's still you know going to be true um come january but old deer was a step above that other thing i don't know why or what was going on there but i i've liked it a lot so yeah yeah i i, I liked it i guess compared to legion I, I i liked it a lot more than emerald nightmare yeah yeah that's um, a good comparison right there yeah, uh, Emerald Nightmare was okay. Really but good boss fights. Emerald Nightmare was more about why uh, you know what you could call that whole thing for me. You could have called it "Why is Malfurion such a puss?" That's what that should have been called. <laughs> and he's not that <laughs> maybe anymore. Maybe, maybe that's why I didn't like Emerald Nightmare. Maybe Emerald Nightmare is a really good raid, and I was just sick of listening to Malfurion. <laughs> I mean, he was either like stuck in a bush, he, or you I know, he, I think he hit it. Because you know what I think about it now, like the visuals are actually pretty cool. Yeah, you know, all the creepy red webs. The eye, the eyeball boss was super sweet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. All that stuff was neat. Maybe it's all now about... that I'm thinking of it without Malfurion. Yeah, maybe I don't give Emerald Nightmare enough uh, enough props. It's just constant him just going ah, uh, Taronda. I'm in a bush again. Freaking free me out of this thing, Taronda. Like he's just such a weenie in that expansion. He's so cool <laughs> right now. Like. That last uh, preview thing before the before this patch hit was was super awesome. I got jazzed about that. He's all bare form and freaking out and tell telling her to, you know, telling what's uh, telling the troll dude that uh, what do he say? Uh, tell Taronda to get her ass over here. Those are the exact words. What do he say? I, I believe he said just tell her we're coming. Yeah, we're <laughs> something of that nature. <laughs> I don't think you got very specific. No, and it's real brief, but it's enough to make me go, oh, okay, he's cool uh chat room reminds me that he was never he was never in a bush in the in the raid i know but there was all the lead up where zaxis or whatever his name was was constantly going yes coming to my nightmare which one is the real mafurian i don't know either way he's bawling like a baby and screaming toronto's name out he was a weenie in that game <laughs> weenie total freaking tree weenie is what he was anyway <laughs> uh mafurian the tree weenie uh, <clears throat> anything else about 8.1 that jumps out at you and says, Hey, don't forget to mention me. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> not for me personally. I'm yeah. not, not a big, uh, Island expeditioner. Uh, so I haven't seen the new, the two, either of the two new islands. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm not in any, any hurry to do that. Uh, never been one for pet battles either. So I haven't done the new pet dungeon, but, um, overall I like 8.1. I don't, I don't think it's earth shattering. Right. Uh, but, uh, really I'm, I really like dungeons and raids and the raids not here yet. Right. Um, and I'm not mad about it either because it's freaking Christmas and I don't want to raid. Yeah. So no, it's a good point. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I, I have uh, the, the worst opinion to get like YouTube views, I guess. Cause yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. There's not a lot. Well, aren't you mad? No. Cause I don't want to raid. Cause I want to go see my family at open presents. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you want to, if you're looking for YouTube, <laughs> you're looking for uh, video views from this, not from that <laughs> attitude. You're not going to get any, you, you got to be either super pissed or way fanboy, one or the other. Forget about it. In fact, super piss yeah. is really the only way you get the get the. Yeah, views, no, I but. think I think it's fine. Um, I I gotta say I like the addition of the, of a second warfront because it to me it really helps with like the. I hate to use the word cadence after that JLM Brack letter, but it helps with the cadence. 
because uh, when when we just had the one warfront, it was it was strange. It was weird, and I was reminded of this because we we had not paradox on into the nexus last night, and we got onto this off topic wow conversation at the very end of the show. <laughs> he's like, I'm not playing right now. He's like, I want to go play the warfront, and they're like, you have to wait. And he's like, I don't have to wait. This isn't Disney. Why do I have to wait? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and and it was it was interesting listening to someone who, who you know not playing it as much as i am because he's right it is it is kind of weird and dumb but now that there's two of them it the pace seems really good in my mind yeah like I, I i started to come around on it before dark shore even opened up um just as i don't know it's it's just a relaxing thing to go do and it's a good way for me personally to keep up on my resources so yeah uh, that's a good point to, to, me, to me whether they're what do you, you like them or you don't it's i see it as extra content that we didn't have before so it's kind of it doesn't really bother me. I think had the expansion launched with a couple of warfronts that were kind of happening, um, you know, they were alternating. So you always had one to do so that you didn't feel like you're being locked out of something like you've said, like a Disney line. I think that would have helped a lot. Um, I think that just rubbed some people wrong. The reason I think 8.1 is landing with less of a splash or, or people wish it was making a bigger splash is that there is this weird cloud around Blizzard right now, some kind of strange stuff going on, and I think they could have really used a win, you know, like a big, loud, exciting sort of win, and I don't know that this is it. Uh, it's fine, like you say. It's fine. It's not, you know, there's just nothing earth-shattering about it. There's nothing that's going to change your life, and had it had something in there, I don't know what it would have been. Like, this is me wishing for a thing I can't even really quantify. But had it had whatever that unquantifiable thing is, you know, might have helped help this storm a little <laughs> that's been going on. Yeah, so. yeah. No, you're you're right that the cloud, like, it still feels weird, and it it, it, it hasn't gotten better. This this year's BlizzCon was funky. Yeah, uh, we. Uh, I don't know many people came out of it supremely hyped. Yeah, and uh, the the hero stuff hasn't helped. No, it kind of started with BlizzCon. Although you have to admit the Q&A was probably the best <laughs> panel of the entire two days. <laughs> yeah, no no, uh, no bias. Uh, bias here at all. No, no. no not at all. No, no, I can't even think of why there would be any If bias. anything, I think, uh, actually, I'm, I'm uh, just bear with me here. It's yeah. not an insult. I think the Q&A actually may have hurt more than it helped because uh, Metzen arrived to remind us what Blizzard used to be like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that because when we, when we, you know, sort of connived the idea, uh, he and I, it wasn't, we weren't thinking of any of that. And it ended up being like, if you, if you follow the comments and stuff after it was like, oh, they had to drag Metzen out to try to improve the day or, you know, whatever. Like they, they had all these theories about why he was even there, let alone, you know, what the effect of it was. But the net effect was, it was like, oh yeah, that's how we used to feel when when they'd get up when he would talk when he'd get up and do stuff and when others would too frankly like it wasn't just a medicine thing but it was this reminder of a of a different kind of era at least for the con if not for the entire company and i think that really threw people it threw me a little even um and i I say yeah, that I don't. Th it's not like you or Metzen knew going in. That no, there was we had no be idea. This big, this big uproar over Diablo Immortal. No, we had no idea. Well, I mean, obviously, we had no idea. So, so coming into that thing, um, I mean, I doubt. I doubt Chris even knew uh, that Morheim was stepping down. What was that? A week before? Two weeks before? Whatever it was. Three weeks, maybe. Whatever it was. 
I don't think I don't think he's connected in that way at all anymore. So all this stuff was just for funsies. We were just screwing around, and we just assumed same old, you know, uh, good vibe there at, at BlizzCon. And instead, what it was was a little bit somber. And then he broke through uh, the the crust of it and made everybody freak out for a little while. And it was like, oh yeah, right. That's what we're, you know, we needed a little a little taste of that. And I think that's just, I don't know, it's indicative of the problem. Like, whatever's going on, it seemed to start right around or just before BlizzCon, and it just felt weird. And the Diablo Immortal thing was handled so poorly on Blizzard's part and then handled so poorly by the community's part. Nobody was really a winner there at all. And then that sort of just, that that fart hovered around the church pews for a while. And then this thing with Heroes... Uh, I actually kind of felt like was maybe a thing that was coming, but what I didn't expect is that they weren't going to communicate with their people internally um, before making that kind of announcement. They were all blindsided by it, and for a long time, I was in denial about that. I'm like, that's not the way Blizzard would behave. They would, this would all been have been discussed. Everybody on every level of whatever in that team, they would know, and they would be preparing for what how to handle it and what the plans for the game were moving forward and what it meant to, you know, pull back from pro play and just focus on the game. Like all of the things I thought Blizzard would do in a scenario like that, they didn't do in this case. They just dropped the bomb on everybody across the board from community to dev team to everybody who knows who is aware of it. But it seems like not a lot because a lot of them come forward and say, yeah, we didn't know. And, and, and that's just the most unblizzard thing I'd ever seen them do. And it really rubbed my cheese the direction it shouldn't go. Um, <laughs> sorry, that doesn't make any sense, but it's my dumb. Uh, no, I think directional cheese should be the episode title. Ah, directional cheese. <laughs> All right, you're right. I'm writing it in now. Directional uh, yeah. cheese. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like the more I, uh, <laughs> the more time we spend covering Blizzard, the more I feel like. I'm not sure one hand talks to the other nearly as much as we ever thought it did. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe. That's the other thing is is what could be happening here is not really a change. What could be happening here is we are we have been exposed to how it works and has always, and now we're just a little bit, we have a little piece of our innocence chopped away and flushed down the toilet, maybe. Yeah, you know? especially when it comes to esports, too. Like, every game has a separate esports team. It's not like the esports team is like part of the development team right right i don't even think they're in the same building no as far as i know there's no connection there at all yeah so uh, there's a big divide there yeah um, so I yeah mean, yeah, yeah. i don't that, know just that part of it the whole you know if every voice matters as is stated in their motto thing their mission statement stuff i felt like that was a breach of that um i you know i i i, I think that was just weirdly handled obviously and and I don't think anyone disagrees. And it got real ugly for a few days there. And now there's just sort of this malaise of like, well, all right, what is our relationship with Blizzard? Is it special compared to someone's relationship with a, with a developer? Have we put too much stock in that? Um, is this just this weird dip? Is it Activision? Is it not Activision? Like all of these kind of questions remain. And it's frustrating because, you know, you and I are, in particular, I think just the most dyed in the wool uh, Blizzard fanboys of all time, and everybody who's ever been a co-host yeah. on the show probably feels the same. And 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 I've been playing their game since Warcraft two, uh, and 
you know, when Diablo happened, that's when it, things got solid for me. I went, oh, this is a place I'll never leave. I'm never going to not be playing their games. I will always be in the in the in the cheering section for this company because they're making games that I want to play, and they feel like they're making them just for me. And they established that stuff so early, that feeling, and carried it through for so long that now that they're a giant behemoth facing real challenges in the industry like real serious challenges in the, in the in in the business that they are in and that require them to be a little quicker to evolve a little quicker to to maybe adapt to uh and still trying to retain that that control over quality that they've always been famous for like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you can see if you just look at the bigger picture that you can see pulling them in weird directions and and so i'm trying not to be entitled about what i think blizzard should be for me but I've had to face those questions in the last little while, you know? Yeah, I have too. Um, and I, I'm definitely the most concerned and critical I think I've ever been uh, at, at this at this particular moment. The thing is, is that at the end of the day, what I enjoy as a player of Blizzard games, nothing's really changed for me. Yeah, Heroes is still there. Hell, we got a balance patch two days ago yeah a good one um, too right and uh you know wow i'm still playing wow yes 8.1 was as i said subtle but again it it's it's selfishly syncing up with my schedule really well yeah like I, if they put the rate out i wouldn't be in it right now right i don't have the time at the moment right um so all of it to me is like at, at, for the experience of playing it it's of, of all the blizzard games that i play it's been really solid um, short of uh, after the most recent Hearthstone patch, I can't pick up a win, but that's a personal problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> By the um, way, can we just mention that patch came in the, like a thief in the night? What was the deal with that? Yes. Like yeah, two I, o'clock I was, in the morning I, or some weird thing like that. I was stoked about it. And um, uh, of course, like the first reply on Twitter is like, yeah, but what about the pros? And I'm like, I, I'm just exhausted having to have the correct response to things. Can I just be excited Yeah. once? Like we usually... Like, I could retire. Like, I could. I'm gonna be an, a member of AARP by the time uh, most Hearthstone uh, balance patches come out. That's how long it takes. Mm. So finally, we got one shortly after an expansion. I just want to celebrate. Right. Y'all can take your your correct reactions and shove them up your butt. Yeah. Right up your hooter, as like as I like to say. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just that's like sometimes it just I'm like oh my god I just want to be excited just let me be excited Twitter. Um, yeah, I feel like that too. Yeah. And I and and look, the the funny thing is in the well, back to the heroes thing for a second. In light of the follow-up response from uh I never say his name right. KO Miller. Oh, KO Milker? Milker. Not Miller. Just KO. Milker. Just call him KO. I'm going to call him Mil- he, oh, it's Milker I'm going to call him. That's what I'm going to do. He's a very nice guy. I'm sure he wouldn't mind you being on a first name basis. Nicest guy ever. Um and he's the de facto leader of that team, as far as I'm concerned. They've, although they've never been official about who's in charge now. But uh, anyway, his letter had me a little bit more optimistic because it implies that, A, they were all very disappointed and a little shocked themselves, which was a little bit of shade being thrown back at corporate, I felt like, in a very subtle way. But also them saying um, there's a real purity of purpose now in the game. They don't have to focus purely on well what are the pros doing make sure we're balanced for pro play make sure we're balanced for tournament play make sure this is happening for that instead they can focus on the game get back to the gameplay first uh 
principles that Blizzard is so much so known for and they claim to be known for. So so actually I, I'm kind of optimistic about the future of that game. Like take away all the just take away all this esports stuff and let's just like make a good game. That's it. Do that. If it's going to branch out from there and turn into something bigger and even compete on the stage of, of, of League and Dota 2 and that, fine. But let it do it organically. Don't try to force it, jam, you know, don't try to jam that square peg into a round hole uh, from the beginning. Just make and, and develop and, and keep making a rad game. That's what I hope comes of that. So I'm actually not that, I'm not that, you know, stubborn about the future of Heroes. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. Um, especially like, <laughs> like, I don't. I feel like we have at least a year of about the same speed of releases that we're we're used to. Yeah. Um. At at the at the very least. Um. But I've I've heard the same thing from a lot of listeners over on Internet Access. Folks writing in, just like I'm actually excited because now they don't need to reconcile with the the pro meta. It doesn't need to be a concern because it's not something that has their stamp on it. Yeah. And um, I've noticed. I mean, obviously, you know, if if what a lot of folks want to happen does happen. They're going to have to start worrying about that again. Cause mm-hmm. like if community tournaments are successful and continue on indefinitely, there'll be enough clamor for the, for the, the, the balance team to fix certain, certain issues. Oh yeah. They're not going to let it get for out of example, control. Not seeing Genji in every game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One would hope. I mean, yeah. So, so I feel good about it. I feel pretty good about the future of it. I, I already love the game. So keep working on that, making it rad. But the whole thing did just leave a bit of a cloud over everything. And I mean everything. Like Warcraft just feels, I don't know, weird. Like my, Everything's yeah, weird. It, 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 it certainly, it's kind of got its tendrils over everything. But 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 for me, like the simplified version of it is, I think we're all pretty shocked when Mike left, even though it seems like, yeah, of course, he's been here for so long. But I think it was still shocking to all of us. Yeah. Uh, and then... You know, the, the handoff to Jalen Brack publicly was at BlizzCon. It was the same BlizzCon where Immortal happened. It's, this, you know, same BlizzCon that all of that kind of relatively negative fallout happens. And then, uh, you know, this letter comes out with Brack's name on it. And it's just a lot of us are wondering, is it changing? It, it, has it truly changed? Because it feels like it has. Well, I have a sneaky little uh, theory. Do you want to hear my theory? This is just a, this is a Scott theory and nothing else. I'm not saying any of this. What would is... you do if I said no? Would you, I would, would you still do us? it. I'd you still, like, okay. I'd, I would mute you and still do it. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 if you said no and had real objections, I probably wouldn't. But here's the deal. <laughs> uh, again, I can't corroborate this. There's no, you know, this is just me. So take this as me talking. But uh, I think Mike's departure was not just, I've been here 27 years. It's time for me to do this. Um, I think that's always part of it and will, and it is certainly part of this, but I don't think that's the main reason. I think a lot of this stuff was in the shoot very early on. They don't know these kind of, the kinds of things we've seen, the shift away from HGC, that decision to do that, um, the pressure they're facing from games like Fortnite, just pushing, you know, uh, pushing Overwatch out of the limelight that it was enjoying so much before, Battle Royale suddenly became the thing everybody wanted to play. They're feeling the pressure from that. Um, if you if you follow reports of everything, there's a lot of stuff across the board that isn't bringing the revenue in that they need anymore. They're not as profitable as they used to be. Take t- uh, with that the fact that Activision's in the same boat. They can't rely on just Call of Duty money anymore. And they really don't have a lot of stuff in the hopper. Destiny is underperforming, blah, blah, blah. I think 
again, just me, that Mike was looking at a lot of this and looking at some of what they were going to have to do and maybe to survive they have to do some of this stuff. And I think he looked at it and went, this is no longer, this is not my blizzard anymore. Uh, this is not how I would do this. I would rather go down with my ship than, you know, fire anyone, cancel anything, pull back on something. Like, that's just not what we do. And then he looked at the clock and went, yeah, 27 years. I think that's probably good. It's time for somebody else to do this and they can handle all this fallout. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about it. Now, I think that's I think that's had to have been part of it. I think you get to BlizzCon and you got that very awkward tribute at the beginning of BlizzCon with the cards out in the audience oh, and God, stuff. Yeah, no, I forgot about that, Scott. Thank you for reminding me about how weird that was. It was weird and it didn't work. Now I was no, it, I was I was kind of just barely aware of it before because I was in rehearsals for for my thing and had heard discussion of this and it was and was told not to say a freaking thing. So I knew it was going to be attempted. I didn't know in what way, like it wasn't detailed to me, but they were they were talking about it and then they told me I couldn't say anything. But when it actually and when I heard about it, I thought, oh, that's cool. They're going to do a little tribute thing. And, I'm, and it's heartfelt. And I, and I think it was intended to be that way. But what ended up happening was they caught him off guard, which was part of the plan. I wanted to surprise him with it. He goes out there with Jay and Brack, puts his arm around uh, around Mike Morheim and then points out to the audience and says, you made this. And if you remember, Mike's like looked looked as uncomfortable as I've ever seen him. And he says, made what? What did I make? Like, it just seemed like, uh, what, what? Like, really weirded out by the experience. I don't think it translated. I don't think you could see what it actually was because the lights were weird. Like, we couldn't see it. No, like, it nobody could. on camera. Nobody could see like, it. It just looked like a just white like poster board. Yeah, it was jacked up. I think it was supposed to be some big Blizzard logo, or I don't know what it was, or Thanks Mike, I or heard something. It was supposed to say Thanks Mike, or something of that nature. Yeah, but and 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 it, I could see how you know I had one of my cards had a be, a piece of blue on it. It looked like it was part of a bigger structure of blue, and you know I'm sure I'm sure it was supposed to, and it was all very last minute. And I'm not saying that the attempt was bad. Certainly, it's the thought that matters. But he just seemed like. Get me out of here! Get me off here! This stage, I'm I'm done. Let's go! I like I want to go. Now I'm not saying I, it, that it, proves it, anything, but I just got a vibe from it. And then it's that you know, ten, 20, I don't know, twenty minutes later, the Hearthstone stage doesn't work. And then twenty minutes after that, the Immortal Nightmare happens. And then it's just got weird, man. It got weird. I, yeah, I mean, any one of those things isolated wouldn't have seemed so bad it was i mean they're not connected it's not like no 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 like the blizzard gods decided to screw up the hearthstone presentation right i just (laughs) i just i just can't get it out of my head that it was it was not just time for him to go because 27 years is a long time and it is but knowing his passion for the principles that he had passion for the things that built that company to what it would become even though the true founder of the company had gone away after a while and and Frank Pierce just kind of receded into the background and didn't have a whole lot to to do with, you know, where where the company was going. Although, you know, there's probably a lot of that. I don't know. But the point is that Mike became this like and he was beloved there. Everybody loved him. That I do know because everyone talks about it constantly. If you worked at Blizzard from top to bottom, you loved Mike Morheim and you felt like he was genuinely concerned about everybody there and wanted everyone to be gainfully employed and paid properly and treated well. Like that was his thing. 
And he was also very passionate about don't release it till it's done. Gameplay first. Uh, put the game out there. If it doesn't hit right away, stick with it. Like those principles were Mike's principles. And, I, and I'm not saying they don't have those principles at all anymore. But I think he it makes a real statement for him to say, I'm stepping down now before all this poop hits the fan. Before natural market conditions are going to cause us to have to stir the poop. And I'm not blaming Blizzard. Yeah, no, I think. I think Blizzard tonally in a lot of ways is a little bit jacked up the way they've handled some of this for sure. But I also know what they're facing. It's a big, weird, strange industry shift. You know, internally they're going toward mobile a lot because that's where all the money is right now. Like there's a lot of reasons why this stuff, you know, ruffles everybody's feathers, but I get it. Right. I totally get it. It's yeah. just about the thing is, you know, uh, yeah, the, the, the way I, I, I soften the blow for myself is, is looking at the whole landscape. I mean, they're not the only major studio that's struggling. Um, you already mentioned Activision, which is obviously part of part of uh, the Blizzard conglomerate. But right. um, I mean, look at EA, especially last year. Honestly, Blizzard right now is reminding me a lot of EA last year with Battlefront 2. Right. It, it was all all the headlines were about how bad Battlefront 2 was screwing up. Yeah. And in 2018, they have turned it around. I think Battlefront 2 has turned into a hell of a game. Yeah, people like it. Um, yeah, it's it's really solid. They've they've done a, a good job. Um, and but like look at EA otherwise. Like what else do they have? Like yeah, they're still making their sports games. Whatever uh, that doesn't really affect pl- uh, players like you and I. No. Um, but outside of that, what else do they have? Well, Battlefield is not oh, doing no. it for people anymore. Yeah. The last Mass Effect was a total wash. Um, we're kind of sitting here just looking at Anthem. Like, hey, are you going to be the great savior? There's a lot riding on you, Anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you so and you nice. can see that slow. I mean, you can go back and track that weird slow decline of EA, where you started to feel like things were not great. Where you saw studios be absorbed and then not perform like they used to when they were independent. Yeah. Um, you know, Bioware just being one of those. And yeah, like you can track that. And what I don't want, I don't want this to be the beginning of where we can track it with Blizzard. Like I just don't. I, I this is a very personal, selfish thing. I don't want to see it. Like I don't want to, I don't want to face it. I don't want to have it be a thing, and it may not be a thing. It's just that when they, when when little stuff happens, and you're like, oh, that reminds me of how some of the rest of the industry does things. Well, Blizzard honeymoon's over. Like I don't want to feel that way. I never want to feel that way with this company because they're more than just a company to me. They're like this beacon of how you do it, and how you pull it off, and how you nail it, and how you make it work, and how you go from nothing to something, and like there's so much there to be admired. And I and you know, I don't want to be this is a bad comparison. But when I was in high school, junior high even, I memorized Bill Cosby records. Memorized them. Could do them all on command. Get me in the bus. Hey Scott, do the one about the ark and the Noah thing. Okay. And I do the whole thing. <laughs> I do the whole Cosby thing, like a whole album back back to front, me and my friends. It was like Monty Python for us. We just memorized it, loved it, loved it. Followed his career in the 80s, was, you know, the whole family gather around the TV on Thursdays and watch it. I don't want to get to a place. This isn't the same, okay? I know it's not the same. Blizzard's not a freaking sexual predator that puts roofies in people's drinks and takes advantage of them. I know that, okay? I'm I'm, I'm just waiting to see, like see if there's a moment where I should just walk away. <laughs> like, it's a I bad. It's a bad scenario to use, but I my my point I think is 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 made, which is I don't ever want to feel that way about this this 
thing, this monolithic thing that I have always tied so much of myself to. Um, and it's that, you know, fandom for people, are, there's all sorts of fandoms, but there, I don't know if there's one as strong for me than, than this, than my Blizzard fandom. It rivals my Star Wars fandom. It rivals my, my comic fandom. Uh, any of the stuff I've been into in my entire life, really been into, stuff that shaped me. I don't think any are, any are as potent as my Blizzard one. So I'm just a little worried about it, you know? I just yeah, want it to I'm, be I'm, good. I am too. Uh, I mean, I've been having this concern since Ben Bread left. Because uh, <laughs> like Anger Chicken changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, since then, Into Nexus has become very successful. So so I, I really made a very smart decision and uh, built built the cornerstone of my professional life on two games that are in major flux of the moment. <laughs> Uh, yeah so it's um <laughs> it's weird it's weird. like when you're in this it is it is odd and it's concerning and um i mean i would be lying if i if i if i said i wasn't cons- you know looking at other other things now like the word pivot is just emblazoned on my brain at the yeah. moment like yeah. i need to i uh, i feel from as from a, like a selfish like need to preserve my own quality of life side of things that i need to uh i need to diversify yeah, like, that that's what the heroes thing is. Even though heroes isn't as that as Brack's letter made it sound like it was going to be, mm-hmm. it kind of whether it's whether that happens or not, it has made me realize that this all could just be pulled out from under me uh, at the blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there, there, there there is that feeling of like I've put some eggs in this basket, and this basket is not as as impervious to the weather as I thought it was. It's start, you know, yeah, it's possible that 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 basket could just fall apart, and that, and that's true, obviously, of anything out there. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is what I, what I hope, okay, so there's all the doom and gloom talk. Here's what I think could happen. And I'm very optimistic about this overall, like the entire company, not just one game. I think Blizzard has the potential to do what they've done very recently, which is rise from the ashes like a Phoenix. They had, uh, Titan go bad. That was a bad deal. Uh, all around for lots of reasons and all kinds of stuff we'll never even hear about. But Titan was a $150 million investment, multi-year investment that just got straight up dropped and canceled after guts, tears, and sweat and brain power went into that thing. And from the ashes, they pulled out one of the most successful franchises in the history of Blizzard, that being Overwatch. Now, that's an internal example of it. I would like to see the entire company face down some of these 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 shards of negativity and figure out a way to to turn it around and i think they if anyone can they can if they can't it'll be very disappointing but i think that they can probably overcome this and i feel pretty good about them doing that there are a lot of really passionate extremely talented people employed at blizzard who very much want to see that happen and they're still one of the, you know, in the industry, they're the bastion of low turnover and low layoffs and low, all the stuff that plagues the rest of the, of the industry. That's all still true. And I think that's can, that stuff can remain. So speaking of pivoting, I think they can do their own little pivot and it will be in the right direction. That's my hope. It could be dead wrong. I could be not as right as I think I am. I Maybe it's even more right than I think it will be. I don't know where it'll land, but, but yeah. I, I I feel like we're we can still do it. That's all. That's all I want to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I don't think this is going to be the 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 end of days for Blizzard. Um, I mean, it it, it hasn't been great, but uh, I 
we know they're like, if, if if immortal is the that's driving you nuts we know they're working on a pc diablo yeah uh so that's still coming so yeah. as long as it's not it doesn't have a failure to launch like diablo 3 at its at, you know when it first came out sure uh, it, it could be a, a big a big boon for the company but i also think they just need something new yeah i do too i know, I, you know. I don't know i don't know what it is um uh you know overwatch was great but i think it was a little late to the party for the type of game that it was yeah or it is yeah um so i don't i don't know i don't think it's battle royale i don't think they should <laughs> i don't think they should chase that down right right so uh real quick i want to address this people in the chat room are um talking about uh is overwatch really a success guys it's a multi-billion dollar success okay they spent 150 million dollars on on building titan that crashed around them and they made a game out of it that is a multi-billion dollar revenue game now they may not be doing killer stuff right now and they may have not you know they may there may be some questions about the the viable future of overwatch or why they're slow to take it in new directions or whatever you can get we can have all those discussions and they're all true but that is a <laughs> that is a bona fide monstrous success by any measure so i don't know why you would say that <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing to say because that's a, that's a easily verifiable we have the receipts kind of thing and uh it's very successful not to say well does it mean it's more successful than than warcraft well probably not like you know warcraft I, I, that's not what i mean i'm not saying that at all i'm saying we now know they are capable of building something that launches and is extremely successful at launch heroes was facing an uphill battle no matter what angle you took on it and still does Although I kind of like now, it feels like they get to go around the hill. They don't have to go up so much, you know. They just kind of go, yeah, whatever, whatever they want to do to go up it or down it or whatever, and just make it more fun. That's that's fine. But you know, Hearthstone, another monumental success for Blizzard. Is it at its high point revenue wise? Probably not, if you believe everything you hear. But it doesn't take away the fact that these are monstrously popular games and still are. So they're capable of, capable of doing it again, I think, right? And Diablo might be it. They're going to make a lot of money on Immortal. I hate to inform everybody of this. I'm not thrilled about it either, but they're going to make a lot of money from Immortal. I don't see how a huge cash infusion in that company is a, is a bad thing. So so that's a, that's a game I'm probably not going to care much about, but hot damn, I'll care about the money they make from it because it means the PC version of 4 or whatever the hell it's called that they are clearly working on is going to be amazing. Not to go back two months in our lives and discuss all that again. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think to, to not to uh, simplify too much, but I think the overall point the chat was getting at is that uh, multiple Blizzard titles are kind of at the end of their tail at the moment. Yeah, uh, Heart, Heart, yeah we, we don't know because we'll never tell us exact numbers, but Heart, it does seem like uh, Hearthstone is uh, on the on the downslope at the moment. Um, same with Overwatch, but uh, at, at the same time, while uh, wow was experiencing you know some some pains yeah but and they're different tales right like wow's long tail is multi-decade kind of tail uh i think hearthstone overwatch these are f these are quicker shorter tales uh in terms yeah i of think their i think to me i look at you know just from the business model hearthstone makes more sense to me like in terms of its longevity than something like overwatch um just because of the iteration cycle yeah I mean, three expansions a year with hearthstone that's just you know three things to sell right. every year right 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it may be, you know, at some point it peaks and it just sort of stays there, but I think it's consistent. I, I agree with that. I think that's that's true. I think the I think the Overwatch guys have a serious challenge on their hands, but I think it's even made a little bit hard, a bigger challenge given what happened with Heroes and this change in, in their esports focus because I think it uh, reflects poorly on everyone else, even though Overwatch had a very successful uh, Overwatch League debut. That league went real well. They made a bunch of money. Everybody was happy. That wasn't a problem. It's just, it's impossible for one thing to happen on one team and not have the rest of Blizzard seem like they're affected because it's Blizzard, you know? This this isn't EA where you can say, well, Volition didn't do great this year with their one release of that other game, but good job Bioware with your other thing. Like, that feels like you can do that over there. Uh, you can you can pump one up and say, well, the other one kind of sucked, but this this went well. In the Blizzard cycle, it's like no, it's it's if somebody's sucking it on one end, it's hard to talk about it without saying, "Wow, well, what does this mean for over? What does this mean for World of Warcraft?" Like it's impossible. It's just weird. They're a weird company, and it's what's weird. What's made them great is that they're weird, and what's hurting them right now, maybe, is that they're a little weird, and they just got to find a way to pull that weird through this phase. They can do it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I, I think you hit the nail on the head much earlier when you said they just needed a win when we were talking about 8.1. They just needed an unabashed win, and that's the, that's the thing here at the end of 2018 is they just don't have one. Nope, they do not, um, sir. Like, it, the expansion for Hearthstone's great, but it's it's in the long scheme of Hearthstone, it's just another expansion. It's not completely changing the landscape of the game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, wow, everybody, everyone's lukewarm at best, and... Mm-hmm nothing news really happened in overwatch and then we just have what happened with heroes and uh it's just that it's all kind of co- happening at the same time i yeah. think uh, along with more i'm leaving uh new leadership yada 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 yeah but it, it is there's, there's there, there are weird parallels being drawn we talked about it on the anger chicken this week because uh dills dills was saying a lot of folks were getting in his chat being like, oh, do you hear about HTC? What does this mean for Hearthstone Esports? And we, if you're on the show, we're like, it means nothing. They yeah. just announced that there's going to be more money for Hearthstone Esports next year than there's ever been before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, which <clears throat> of course, I think, I think Jocelyn immediately then was like, well, I guess that's where the HTC money went. It's <laughs> 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 like, oh, yeah, yeah. That hurts when you think about it that. They might have. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that money gets shifted around, but very well could. Yeah, have. we have no idea how how that decision is made. It's it's because it's all under the Blizzard umbrella. It's hard not to look at it that way. But I'm sure it's not that cut and dry. It's yeah. not like, well, we cut HGC. Give Hearthstone two million more dollars. Yeah. Well, and and the only the other thing I would just say to finish this out would be, um, we need to as I think as gamers need to be stop being so surprised that Blizzard is going so hard into potential future mobile projects be they the secret stuff or the ones we know about given the fact that i remember just a year ago and i don't know if it's changed probably not ea was still saying uh simpsons tapped out was their highest grossing property that they had and this is true of a lot of companies like uh um uh what was the one bethesda put out the fallout shelter game was it's disgustingly profitable for the company. It's impossible for them to look at those and not a want to get a piece of that pie, but also to release other core mainstream PC console games that also are games as a service and also follow some of those templates to earn that kind of money. So Fallout 76, love it or hate it, is an attempt to do that. And I don't mean necessarily microtransactions. It's not what I mean, but they want to release a game 
where it's just sort of always on and it's weirdly MMO like and the, there, there'll be a revenue model attached to it that makes it last a long time. Like, if anything, they're all just catching up to the wow idea in 2018 for all other kinds of games and mobile has helped propel that forward. So just don't be surprised when that happens and we've got to stop being surprised and hoping instead that what they put out is meaningful and good. If it's not, well, then I guess we're effed. But, you know, we don't know until we get it. So this has been a very good discussion, I think. And the chat room's got some really good points in there as well. I wish they were all just on here talking with us. But then it'd be a loud and annoying show and no one would listen to it. So there. <laughs> it would just sound like static. Yeah. There you we'll go. Talking about um, all right. Well, let's talk a couple more quick things about 8.1. Uh, the patch blocked add-on functionality that allowed cross-faction chat. There was an add-on that let you talk to your buddies if they were, you know, opposite factions. The um, the intent of that add-on was for cross-faction role-playing. Right. And but, it, uh, it, yeah. Th- so that's the, what they say anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's like saying... No, it's, it's it's a big thing with role-players, especially right now in BFA, when, we, when you have these storylines that are mixing the factions a bit. I could see with- that. But I also... This is a little bit like saying... Plex is for your backing up of your own DVD collection and putting it on a hard drive so you can enjoy your films whenever you want. But really, it's for everybody sharing their stuff to a bunch of people who don't own anything, so it's kind of a big pirate scheme. It just is. It's yeah. fine. Well, it's- in the add-ons defense, they, they, they did have quite a few tools in there. Like I believe it, it automatically shut itself off if you entered a battleground or a PvP scenario situation. Um, you know, they, they, from the outside looking in, it's not something I have a lot of experience with, but from the outside looking in, it looked like they really tried their best to build it, uh, to, uh, to be used as intended. Right. Um, but, but, uh, as of 8.1, that no longer works, but they're now going to be adding, a an elixir to the game yeah. where you can, t- it allow you to talk. I like that. That's, that's RP as hell uh, to me. Like I love having to go buy <laughs> The, the idea of having to buy an elixir of tongues. Yeah, the name the, they even threw the name faction. out. Uh, uh, Ian Hazakostas in a Q and A threw the name out. Elixir of tongues it would allow you to understand the opposite faction for an amount of time. Uh, that's crazy. I, I'm into that idea. I think that's cool. Uh, by the way, elixir of tongues sounds like a whorehouse in Silver Moon. I just want to put that out there. Just a just a, <laughs> just a little point. Come on in. Elixir of tongues. Welcome to elixir <laughs> of tongues. Yeah, you'd have to laugh like a blood elf. <laughs> uh of tongues it'll be all yeah. and you know and you wouldn't be able to see who's in there because it'd be a bunch of those hanging silky purple semi-translucent freaking uh hanky things that are all over silver moon <laughs> you're talking about drapes yeah drapes the word. Drapes. silky dra- silk drapes <laughs> <laughs> but well, you really hate blood elves scott like i really do wrapping on their armor last uh last the uh, episode mm-hmm. now now it's the drapes that are triggering you you mean their np their npc heritage armor that we talked about last time yeah <laughs> that's you, you mean the dope ass armor that yeah. looks sweet yeah uh, i know exactly what you're talking about no, no problem i look forward to other players walking up to me expecting me to give them a quest or sell them something it'll be great yeah 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 it's gonna be good <laughs> i get it anyway uh then also on december 20 20- uh, 14th Q&A, Azerite Armor after Battle of da- Dizalalor. I can't have to say that damn name. Say it. Dizar-alor. Dizar-alor. Oh, because they get the damn comma in there. Anyway, we'll drop with all traits unlocked. Artifact power will unlock things in the heart of Azeroth instead. Uh, yeah, so this will go. be uh, sometime after uh, Dizar-alor. Um, they didn't get into specifics, but 
I mean, that's that's a big answer to, to get out of a Q and A. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, yeah, actually, and it was just a con- kind of a throwaway comment, sort of ish. But uh, yeah, uh, good stuff coming. January's that's really. That's how I. Yeah. Like uh, when they first announced this, is how I kind of assumed it was going to work. I thought we were going to be unlocking traits on our necklace like an artifact weapon. Right. And uh, and then when they started detailing, I'm like, oh, this looks a little convoluted, but I'm in. And then I tried it, and yeah, I'm not into <laughs> not into Azurite gear at all. But, <laughs> um, oh, and sorry, chat. I meant apostrophe. I know what that is. I didn't mean a comma. Okay, I just said it wrong. I think we've I think we've stopped the show dead in its tracks for micro corrections from the chat enough this episode. I think so too. Your allotment of three is up. You've all your your spell slots are full. You're gonna have to, you need a long rest before you can do it again. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, you guys! I'm here to talk to you once again about our friends at Simple Contacts. The entire episode is brought to you by them. Do you find yourself dreading the annual appointment to renew your contact lens prescription? I do. Thankfully, they're Simple Contacts. I'm I'm wearing a pair right now. A great new app that makes the time-consuming prescription renewal process, well, very simple. Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of contact lenses from anywhere in minutes. Yeah, that's right. If you have a brand you love, they've got them. Simple Contacts brings the doctor... And his office to your home. Not not literally, but, you know, virtually. The vision test is designed by doctors, and every test is carefully reviewed by a doctor. Simple Contacts offers an amazing selection with every brand of lenses, and their prices are hard to beat. The eye exam is just 20 bucks, and they offer free shipping. Now, please note, Simple Contacts vision test isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye test and health exam. Uh, they only test your current prescription, and uh, they still help you see 2020 and renew that prescription. We don't write completely new prescriptions for eye health or examining eye health. So that's an important thing to remember. But anyway, I've loved them. They've been great. Uh, what I expected was an okay selection of brands. What I got was everybody. And I got to try some new stuff that I ended up liking more than what I used to use. And they were less money. And now I use those. And it's been great. It's simple to use. The test was super easy. And you save money compared to that office visit. All right. To save $20 on your first Simple Contacts order, go to simplecontacts.com slash wow20 and enter the promo code wow20 at checkout. That's $20 off your first Simple Contacts order when you go to simplecontacts.com slash wow20 and enter that code wow20. All right. Well, while we're here, I know we've already talked about a lot of this. I really do want to know about this Hearthstone thing. So let's play this for a second. We like to look at uh, other things going on uh, on around Blizzard. Uh, can you tell me about this nerf that came in the middle of the night and why you're now losing every game you play? What's going on with that? <laughs> it's just because I have no idea what's, uh, what's good uh, and things that I think should be good are not working out for me but um i it's, it's irrelevant the, the the fact is is that these are really good changes for the game yeah uh and this is the fastest we have ever seen uh, a balance update uh after after a hearthstone expansion has released um typically i in my opinion they take way too long yeah to make changes to this game um so i more of this please i would like to see this is like, like two o'clock in the morning irvine time that's crazy. 
Like, what are they doing over there? They're all just up going, oh, is that pizza good anymore? Give me one more slice. Okay, ready? Go. Go live. Like, it seems nuts <laughs> to me that they were up yeah, that late, yeah. but whatever. Now, the the thing to note is that none of these cards are new cards from Rastakhan. Um, as a matter of fact, oh my God, two, two of them are as old as Hearthstone. Wild oh. Growth and Norish for, ah. for Druids have, has been, has, have both been nerfed. That's crazy. Uh, Wild, Wild Growth especially has, has been a, a sore spot of conversation, um, at least for us on the Anchor Chicken, for what feels like years now. Mm. There's been that Malfurion getting getting nerfed again. Doesn't matter what game he's in, always getting jacked. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, well, I'm I'm happy to hear that's a good, healthy uh, sign for the game. That's awesome. We talked about all the hero stuff, so we'll skip that. But Overwatch did put out another of their little Christmas animation things, and it's pretty rad. So if you saw last year's, is a little fight between. Uh, uh, a reaper and uh, uh, what's her freaking name? The the I can't think of a tracer. Tracer and reaper having a little battle there, and now they're doing it again. But this time it's over cookies that were supposed to be laid out for Santa Claus, and their toys come to life again and have a big fight around the Christmas tree trying to get these cookies. And at the end, it's all happy because uh, reaper ends up getting a cookie uh, as a gift, and it was is real sweet. So go watch that. It's good stuff actually. It's really well made. It's all hand animated uh, stop motion stuff and uh they'll probably do they did it last year i don't know if they will this year but they you know how you'll um what's the movie like box trolls um did it uh uh the kubo and the two strings thing they did it where talking about stop motion yeah at the end well i don't mean stop motion in general but at the end they have uh in the credits they always showed a dude working on the models and then they would speed up that process and you would they would do stop motion of the animators yes. doing the stop motion yes, yes that's what i was trying to get at and they did that last year with the overwatch mini thing i hope they do it again with this one because i love watching that because you can the guy changes like 20 shirts for four seconds of, of film because it takes days i know i love it i freaking love it, it. i love the dedication yeah. it takes to do stop motion i just am i'm enthralled by it i i Oh my god! I spent so much time watching like the making of Nightmare Before Christmas growing up. I don't know, right? Oh my gosh, that stuff's so cool. And then, mm-hmm. like, uh, when I was in high school, it was very rudimentary. But I made a bunch of these with an old video camera. I just like, I had. In fact, I had a Star Wars one where I had Star Wars music behind it. I dubbed that in. Uh, I had stop motion Luke Skywalker. It was just an action figure uh, fighting a giant gerbil, which was an actual gerbil. I had his name was Shadow. <laughs> And uh, Shadow the Gerbil and my stop motion uh, uh, Luke would so Luke would come walking in all stop motion like but then when the gerbil would come in that's not stop motion it's live action so he would just come in and you know Luke's not moving at all and he would come in and and, and I would try to create the thing that made them like they were fighting and attacking and in the end I had Luke on his back and I put fake blood on his chest like he'd been killed except it was ketchup and the reason I did that was for two reasons one it looked like blood and two the gerbil would come over and like look like he was eating uh the chest of luke skywalker when really he's just sniffing at the at the ketchup <laughs> and i added like sound crunchy sound effects please, and stuff i was so please, proud of that please dig this up and put it on i know i've got it somewhere there's a box of tapes in there i know it's in there i just gotta go dig it out make a new one with all of the warcraft toys <laughs> i know you have one <laughs> that's a great idea that's a great idea i have a giant like i don't know three and a half foot um uh what's his name duratan from uh, the movie that someone sent me so it's like a big action figure of that guy i could i could have some real fun with that dude there you go if you know what i'm saying 
That didn't sound right. All right. Uh, no, it didn't sound at all. The, <laughs> there's your... Uh, there's your breakdown of what's happening in uh, the rest uh, of uh, Some Blizzard. really steamy Duratan fan fiction coming soon from Scott Johnson. Yeah, watch for that. Coming soon to a theater near you. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> you guys should see the town crier's hair right now. It's ridiculous. Growing it out and it's just like this giant curly mop of fro. I just got mine cut because I could chew on it. Ew! Don't be doing that. That's a, I mean, did you? Is that how you test it? Uh, how long's your hair, honey? Oh, hold on a sec. Let me check. I'm nom nom. Oh yeah, I can totally put it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I pulled it. Got out of the shower one day. I'm like, this is in my mouth. Yeah, your hair is <laughs> glorious though. You should never. You, while you while it stays this way, I used to have hair like that. Just enjoy the hell out of it. Chew it, live it, be it. Uh, quick email from HH is what we're gonna call them. And they say this, hey guys, new listener here. Ooh, still getting new listeners. I like that. Actually, my first episode was after BlizzCon 2018. Do y'all think there will be uh, ever be a change to dwarves wearing helmets pertaining to their beards? The most symbolic part of playing a dwarf is the beard. And so many helms hide the beard. It doesn't flow out at the bottom of the helm. Uh, of course, some are a full face and over-the-chin helm, so you wouldn't have your beard coming out of the bottom. But two perfect examples are the warrior tier armor from ICC. Your beard should flow out of the bottom, and it doesn't. Also, the basic two-horned helm in different colors, your beard should definitely flow out of the bottom of those, and they don't. It drives me so crazy I don't actually play my dwarf anymore. Or never wear a helm and miss out on some cool transmogs. Anyway, uh, uh, is there any way to ask this to get fixed? Well, we don't work at Blizzard, so no. But any meat on the bones for this request to Blizzard, we are pretty much stuck with it. Take care, HH. Uh, <laughs> well, you can tell I've never played a dwarf because this is something that would have really made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't even talk didn't about the best. The best addition of eight point one is they fixed your uh, your transmog for your glaives, right? That got fixed for that. Oh, it's, oh my god, it's right. How did we forget about this? We've yeah. been complaining about it for months. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. But yeah, uh, Blizzard, uh, fix this. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. I'm helping. It's terrible for dwarves. I agree. I didn't know this either. I played a dwarf, but I never thought about it. And yeah. I guess I'm not really See, my, looking my, at my front. But. I want other races to be able to have majestic beards. Like, why the hell can't humans have some crazy mountain man beard? Yeah. I don't understand why. Yeah. The Kulterans at least should have some some beard options. I don't like yeah, how they're they're mustache uh, they're mustachy, but none of the the cold hair. It's almost like they're they got their faces are made of like rubber and they're just smooth and have no pores and they can't grow hair or something. There's something about that race or that the cold appearance? Yeah, something about them. I mean, I know they have some facial hair options, but I feel like they'd look weird with a big bushy beard. Even though yeah, can't they, they can get like mutton chops and stuff, can't they? Yeah, yeah. There's just something about their chins that look like I don't know. They're like greasy and wet. I can't explain it. <laughs> well, they are they are uh, a, a seafaring folk. Sure. So they're on, they're always they're, exposed. They're a little to, round. They got a little bit of baby face going on. I know. I get what you're saying. Yeah, they got the they got the scurvy. That's what's going on there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been so I've been playing as Alliance now, and the Kulturan children ask you if you have scurvy, and it's the best thing in the game. Oh, they do, do they? I didn't yeah, know it's one of their like idle. Like when you click on them, what like like. You have scurvy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. It made me laugh so hard the first time it happened. Well, if you don't have scurvy, or if you do have scurvy, will they give you like an orange or a lemon or something to help you stay off? I hope off? so. Okay. 
right. <laughs> Hope they don't give me a lemon. That would be very unpleasant. <laughs> Lemonade, then. That'd be nice. Uh, thank you, HH. You can send your emails in to us anytime, anywhere at uh, theinstance at gmail.com. That's theinstance at gmail.com. And we love your emails, so please keep those coming. We get a bunch, and we don't get to always get to them all. But uh, big thanks to HH and all of those who send those Ooh. in. Yes, sir. Real, real quick, HH yeah. reminded me of something that happens in my demon hunter that's like this and annoys me when i put on hoods it gets rid of my uh my eye my, uh, my eye what would you call it blindfold blindfold uh, that's what you'd call it yeah. eye wraps yeah <laughs> my eye wraps uh it hides it yeah oh yeah right those should yeah. always be exposed with demon hunters don't you think yeah because i feel like my demon hunter looks great with a hood on but i want to keep the uh, the wrap around my eyes yeah and this is the only complaint i have about the hood for i i have uh my hunter my orc hunter likes to wear a hood because uh, he looks cool and he has the what do you call it on the just like you were talking about the green blindfold yeah blindfold. Blindfold. there's the word i'm looking for jesus jeez i can't think of it either <laughs> anyway i like gerp likes to wear that stuff but if you turn him around and i have cloak not not visible it looks like the back end of that hood is it just looks like a poop emoji in the rear like yeah, it's just there's a lot there. of hoods in the game that don't extend far enough down to connect to your chest armor and it looks weird yeah i don't like it I don't like it. It's like I feel I could feel a cool breeze on my neck, and I don't know why. That's what's the going on. The new there. ones that you get from the from Kultiris, uh extend far enough below. Oh, good. They should. Oh, they do. Yeah. All right. But I always display a cloak, so I could be wrong. Well, the bottom line is, fix those damn beards for dwarves. That sucks. They should. Their beards. It is a defining characteristic of a good dwarf. Is a big gnarly, freaking braided up ass beard with beer in it and stuff. Better yet, for ones that do completely enclose the chin, could they add a graphic where it's just kind of exploding out the face hole? Oh, I like it. Just like hanging right jaggy. out of the front like <laughs> like a hermit crab waking up in the morning. Just <laughs> That's what I'd like to see. That's what we're doing. We're doing the Lord's work. On yeah, that. we are. On the instance today. That's right. Well, thank goodness someone is. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Big, big thanks to everybody for listening. Don't forget, you can uh, find this and other great shows over there at the uh, frogpants.com. And uh, I'm trying to think, there should be a show the f- week before New Year's. Yeah, because I'm here. You're around. Someone's around. We'll, we'll have a show next week. Uh, I think. Yeah, let me look at this one. Yep, yep. I'll I, be here. I think maybe we'll do like a what do we want out of Blizzard and out of Warcraft specifically in the year 2019. And we'll, we'll try to dig a little deep into what we what we think about that stuff. In the yeah. meantime, you heard us talk about Angry Chicken. You heard us talk about Into the Nexus. Maybe you want to know where to get those things. So uh, why don't you tell us, Garrett? Well, anywhere podcasts can be found, but you can go to amove.tv to see all of uh, all of that. And it, it, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you like World of Warcraft. So you should probably go check out my solo show, R2T2. T yeah. is in, in TED, yeah. um, which you can find by searching for R2-T2, wherever podcasts can be found. Because this week, uh, Katie and I sat down with Talia and Evatel, mm. And we just... Had a really good time for over an hour just talking about being a content creating household, uh, how BlitzCon was from a more personal standpoint. Um, it was great. It was uh, it was a definitely a highlight of podcasting for me this year. I love those out. guys. They're the best. They're awesome. Yeah, it was uh, good. Yeah, it was good. And I believe they told the the story about about meeting Patrick and and how starstruck they were. Oh man, and that's... you as well. Uh, <laughs> Taliesin tells a good story about how you gave him a an approving finger wag during, I believe pixels at BlizzCon 2017. And, and Taliesin was like, Oh yeah, Scott agrees with me. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally did agree with him. Yeah. They, it turns out they were longtime listeners and now they're just having a, a, a booming, 
bit of exposure and I think they deserve every bit of it. They're the sweetest, nicest people I've ever met. So uh, congratulations. Yeah, That's they- awesome. We've, we've talked about doing some kind of instance crossover for years I and mean, we don't know what to do. So uh, I will, in the meantime, will happily take what you guys did as a, as a, as something to listen to and to get more of those guys. Cause they're, they're awesome. If you're not watching their video series and their stuff, you guys are nuts. They're, they're great. Oh, and Siv, Siv, the human uh, talking um, YouTube comment, <laughs> is recommending this week's R2-T2. Look at that. Oh, thanks, Siv. Oh, so see, thanks. You, you have, this is the way you come out of your dragon night without dying. Good job, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to play with Siv more often so we get some more up-to-date references. Probably, yeah. I know. He'll never live that one down. It was pretty yeah. good. I, so let's play PUBG sometime. I haven't played in forever. Yeah. Or let you know what? Better yet, uh, I really like the I like Blackout a lot. We should play Blackout. Blackout's great. I just I don't own it. I haven't I haven't bought it. Oh, um, there's, there's so many games to spend money on right now. Um, well, you heard they're doing like a little piecemeal thing where you can buy. I don't know when this hits, but you can buy it in chunks now. So if you only want Blackout, you can get that and it's a lot less. What? This is the first I'm hearing about this. Yeah, that's great, I can't remember I where I heard it. I heard it on some other podcast, so I can't. It's hard for me to. It's on sale. How much? How much is it? Uh, shit, I don't know. How much is it? Is it on sale, it's on right, sale now? right now? What? How much? How I much is it? it? Where I is it? I played the demo. It was fantastic. The the beta weekend. It was awesome. It's I loved really it. I just... good. It's really good. I like. I. It's made me not. I can't play PUBG anymore because <laughs> I feel like it's just a better. It's a, it's a, like a better, more polished PUBG. Oh, was it thirty? It was. Oh, it's only thirty bucks for the standard edition. Oh, you should oh. just totally get it. You should totally get it. Oh, but I've really been wanting Smash Brothers. So if I'm going to pay thirty, I might as well pay another thirty and get the game I really want. But Smash Brothers, <laughs> that's a hard one. Yeah. That's a hard pick. Yeah, oh. yeah I get. I feel you, buddy. Guys, I feel you, guys. You're a nineties so kid. To play. He's a nineties kid. He has to have a Smash Brothers. <laughs> I just got. I just quote unquote beat red dead but it looks like i probably have another 80 hours in the epilogue so i'm so behind on that game i need to get back in there it's so good Scott. i just picked so up good. i just uh they had a big sale on uh, uh mage from 47 freaking hitman 2 which i i love that first one so i picked that up and i'm already loving that so now i got more i don't have time for any of this i got time yeah, for another, nothing that's another game i wish i had more time for yeah i'm gonna play more of that but anyway uh i think it's gonna do it for us huge thanks everybody for listening today and being here live those who are if you're at home we love you too and uh maybe you can come check us out live sometime as well the instance.net is our website uh, at instant show on twitter garrett art on twitter for garrett i'm at scott johnson you can find more shows like this at frogpants.com a small reminder that uh it's christmas and we want you guys to have the merriest of possible christmases have a fantastic holiday enjoy yourselves i hope you get stuff you want and we'll be back next week with something new Talk about the next year. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Garrett, and for the rest of you. We'll see you next time. Goblin engineers invent a new weapon. It's the overly dramatic news. This is Accusa. Goblin Engineers announced this week the creation of a new weapon to aid our boys in green in fighting and hand-to-hand combat. We spoke to Torch Rocket Hammerthumb, head of the Ogremar Tinkers League, about their new invention. So Frank had this idea of creating a really long arrow that you didn't have to shoot for orc soldiers that couldn't handle a bow. He called it a spear. It took a while to catch on at first. People were cutting up their hands pretty bad. But once they understood they had to point the sharp end towards the enemy, things got a lot better. 
The Tinker's League is now working on a weapon for those orcs unable to handle a spear. It's called a rock. For the overly dramatic news, this is Accuson. Please submit Buxley in triplicate. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about changes. Dear Buxley, I went out to fight monsters Tuesday morning, and some of the things I tried today worked differently than they did yesterday. Why is that? Ah, I see you noticed the dimensional shift. Wait, you don't know about that? Well, let me back up a minute. Tuesday, otherwise known as Get Some Extra Sleep Day, has a lot of regular activity associated while you're sleeping. Vendors get replenished, flying mounts go out for late breakfast, and quest givers finally get to move around after standing in one place all week. Sometimes on Tuesdays, the entire world of Azeroth goes through a really big dimensional shift. We all move to another plane of reality that looks exactly like the last one, but things are slightly different. You old-time hunters might remember having to carry around bullets or arrows. Well, one day they were there, and the next day, poof, they're gone. That's because of the dimensional shift. Sometimes when this happens, you notice your powers change. That lightning bolt you might cast might get a little stronger. You might swing your sword and get a little bit more damage than you used to. You know, things like that. Now, why does this happen? No one knows for certain, but I have noticed that when people complain a lot, things change. But not always for the better. Sometimes powers don't get stronger. Sometimes they get weaker. Like you go to cast a fireball that did tons of damage the day before, and when you shoot it now, it comes out more like a fire pebble. When bad things happen, some people call them new embarrassing reality features. Or as most people use the initials N-E-R-F, or NERF for short. And people do not like nerfs at all, not even for hurting. Thanks for your question! If you'd like to know what I've been up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. If you like the segment, please take the time and rate it on iTunes. Time is money, friend! This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.